Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This hour is brought to you by Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago. The Bernstein and Holmes Show. Bears fandom is tearing itself apart right now. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! The center can't hold. This whole thing is going to go spinning apart at some point. Bears Twitter is going to burn to the ground when they hear a rumor that Caleb's brother's cousin's dad said that Chicago hot dogs suck. That'll be the final thing that just brings it all down. See, Dan? The stupid will still be here when you get back. Or maybe it'll all have burnt to the ground and we can finally all be at peace. We've got a responsibility to not amplify stupid. We really do. Okay. Studs, we trust you to monitor like the crazy people. And the rest of us will do our best to not make people dumb. I can tell you right now, it's hanging on by a thread out there. That's right! We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? Keep our These are rough times for the Empire. These are dark days. I'm sorry, I'm listening too. I just, I'm in the middle of getting my swole on. So I am an absolute unit. I'm just letting you guys know I'm a complete and total freak show. Because here at Globo Gym, we're better than you. And we know it. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 a.m. to 2 on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. He was a riot, Mark Schlereth. The more that I thought about that interview, the more I thought how awesome it was. Yeah, he's he's a riot. And he's I'm in the middle of getting my swole on, so I am an absolute unit. I'm, I'm going to talk with Adam Amin later on today because he's he's going to hang out on Football Night in Chicago, and I'm hosting. We've got to get Schlereth in here. Like we just got to hang out with Schlereth. Like that's. That's now on my list of things to accomplish in 2024. He's grown on me a lot, Schlereth has. I, 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 I tried to I, tell I was you. never that big a fan, but I think Adam Amin has brought out a, a lot of he, – he's made him sound like less garden variety football-y. Yeah. And I, I think it's brought out – it's made him more fun and smarter, and it, it, it's the broadcast has worked a lot. And he's just – he's a good dude. Seems that way, and he likes to have fun, and there's nothing wrong with a little bit of fun. No, or a lot of fun. It's just sports. It's just sports. It doesn't matter that much. We're broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers, and we're busy today with football talk and Mike Florio and Anthony Heron and High Noon and Dan Wiederer and NBA stuff with Jamal Collier. That's Ray Diaz. That's Adam Studzinski, Brandon Fryer, Connor O'Donnell doing their stuff. 
So I know you had a wild you, – you were curling this weekend, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I went yeah. curling – well, the weekend started started shortly after the show on Friday. You know, I go home and I'm like, all right, I built the week so that you – know, I usually will work out now after the show. So I built the week that Friday was going to be my afternoon off. That I was just going to go home, maybe take a nap if I wanted to, hang out and see what happens. And then I get the – Marshall Harris is like, hey – are you, are you coming out? And Layla's like, hey, are you coming out? And I was like, what are you guys talking about? So we all met up. There's a nice little impromptu NABJ event at Series. Careful at Series. Fam. <laughs> Careful. That, Fam. That's what they call back in the day an honest drink. That, that is exactly right. Got, we got ourselves some honest drinks. And, you know, it's we've kind of invited Layla into the NABJ family, the National Association of Black Journalists. We've kind of invited her into the family. Does she get to bring the potato salad? No, but but if she she gets to hang mac out. Mac and cheese. But, but then, you know, Tanny and Shane showed up. Uh-oh. And people were like, hey, <laughs> what's with the whites? <laughs> well, Tanny, Tanny can, he's, he's good. Shane, not so much. Shane, Shane fit in very well. We had a great time, and then Saturday, the socks machine guys, Sox machine guys, invited me to go curling. Curling machine, curling Sack machine. machine. I'm now a curling machine. Curling. Double double machine. Margulis does this like for real, for real. Yeah, he's an actual curler. Like he right? does, he's got like a curling club in Nashville and like all this other stuff. So they invited me out to Villa Park, and. Uh, Chicago Curling, I think. Windy City Curling is the place. But they gave us a uh, a, a gift card. So if, so if one of our listeners wants to, we'll figure out how to do it. But if someone wants to go curling, like, they hooked us up. Well, you know that Russ Armstrong from Chicago Window Guys is going to be like, yes, I'll do it. His, it Russ's it, stuff is all over Windy City Curling. I'm sure. So it, it was great. And so I learned how to do it. And we spent a couple hours doing it. I was like, all right, this is this is pretty cool. I got to, it was a good time. I finished my weekend in trouble with Big Owl. Yeah, you I, said I, this, and I'm like, what, okay. is, what is happening? First of all, Sunday was so gorgeous. It, it really was, was. It was so beautiful. And Beth went off to Soul Cycle or wherever, and I'm like, I'm going to go to the Montrose uh, Bird Sanctuary, and I'm going to walk around. I'm going to do my walk. walk for an hour and a half. And I, I walk all the way out to the end of the pier, and I see if the weird ducks are still here. And you look back in the sunshine and the, and the view of the city around the other side, and I come back through, and I'll be damned if I in the bird sanctuary I didn't see a pair of rarely seen long-eared owls. Cool. It was super cool, right there. And I tried to get a picture, and I posted a picture, and then everybody got mad. It was like, you know, if you really cared about owls, you wouldn't tell people that you saw one because now people are going to abuse them and mistreat them, and now the people like. How? What? I didn't know. Like, what am I? What do you mean? Everybody got all mad at me. Like, you know, you're not supposed to say that you saw an owl. You're not. I did, Secret I was, Owl Society. Right, I was just trying to share my owl my, my joy in seeing them because Sack they're machine. they're awesome animals. Weren't they're, you at a an actual a, bird sanctuary? It's, it's literally a bird sanctuary where you're go, you go there to see birds and and. Like one time I saw a, a magnolia warbler. I didn't even know what it was, but everybody was all excited. It was a rare sighting of a magnolia warbler. Great. And I've stood there and I've had black 
cap chickadees eat out of my hand. I love it there. there there's Cooper's hawks, there's red tail hawks, and all that. But but I'm like, oh my god, I'm I'm probably never gonna see a long eared owl in the wild again, as long as I live. Yeah. So I got excited. And you were at a bird sanctuary, and everyone's mad at me. It's like sanctuary. I, I, I'm, I'm I'm the a hole. The first rule of Owl Club is don't talk about Owl Club. I guess. Like, what do you... I, 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 are there enemies of owls that they're going to go track them down? Owl Man. Is, Aren't it, owls, like, one of the top predators? Like, they're yes. kind of at the top of their food chain, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, Nothing they, really preys on them. No, but I... Okay. Except people with uh, their dumb eyes. Apparently people do. Apparently I'm, I'm, I'm somehow endangering them because I was trying to share my love for them and my joy in seeing them in the wild and, and how cool and special it was. How dare you? Studs, you know not to do that. Studs, are you an owl man guy? Uh, eh, not really. I'm not that oh, familiar. This, this is the a only real thi- thing? The only, well, yeah. Well, it's well, he's, an alternate universe Batman. What? Okay. Yeah. And he was in uh, the, the Watchmen, right? No, no, not that, not that version. Yes, oh, okay. that, that, that's a different, but there's, there's a, there's an Owl Man that's an alternate version of Batman. No, I'm not that familiar with that one. <laughs> 414 says, now the Warbler people are going to come at you too, Bernstein. Yeah. The 331 says, you had a superb Owl Sunday. I did. I indeed did. It was, it, uh, it was a Sunday, and it was a superb Owl Sunday. So there, I'll have that for the rest of my life. You want to go all the way down the rabbit hole? Not really, but you're. we're told we have no choice. We kind of have to. Ugh. All right, so let's go back to last week. On last week's Bernstein and Holmes show, we were discussing on Friday the stuff that Colin Cowherd had said about Caleb Williams, and then Colin Cowherd was on the afternoon show with Parkins and Spiegel, and he's like, look, man, look, I'm telling you that there, there's something to this, but, but maybe not as loudly as I, sh- I said it on the air. Then... Cliff Kingsbury is supposed to be the new offensive coordinator for the Raiders. And then all of a sudden, he's not going to be the coordinator for the Raiders. And not only is he not going to be the coordinator for the Raiders, he ends up taking the Washington job. And where did Hmm. Caleb Williams grow up and play high school football at? In D.C. And who was one of his offensive coaches when he was at USC? Cliff Kingsbury. What does he know that we don't? Probably nothing. Right? It's probably nothing. It's probably it's nothing. Pro- the, the highest likelihood is coincidence. I don't there know. isn't some this nefarious feel plot. Like, this doesn't feel like coincidence, I got to tell you. Because as soon as we, di- like we were talking about it in the group chat, and as soon as we saw that he wasn't going to be the, the OC in, in Vegas, I was like, you know where he's going to be the OC, right? And then five minutes later, Oh, he's going to be in Washington. Here's my question for you, Dan. Yes. If you're Ryan Poles, and throughout this scouting situation, you have your interviews with Caleb Williams, you, you sit down and you talk with him, and you say, hey, you know what, there's, there's a lot of stuff out here about you and us and whether we be a fit or whether you want to play here. If he gets the answer from Caleb Williams that he would prefer not to play for the Bears, what should Ryan Poles do? Well, he could allow himself to be forced into trading it, or he could stare him down across the table. 
Say, so you willing to sit out if we like draft how, you? You you might have to play chicken with them. But at at a at but a how big chicken's going to come after us? Frank Purdue. <laughs> now now we're in trouble. Don't talk about chickens. Now you're going to tell people who hate chickens where the chickens are. At a at a macro level, if someone doesn't want to join you, should you as a team make them join you? We're not there yet. Yes, we are. Oh, we are here, oh, Dan. Dan, we here, baby. <laughs> we here. This is where we're at. This is not where any of us want to be, <laughs> but this ever, is where we are. Do you ever see the movie Walk the Line, the Johnny yes. Cash story? Do you yes. remember when he's he like he drives his car into the ravine and she says something like, Are we going down there? They're like, honey, you're already down there. Yeah. This is this is it. <laughs> this is this is now what's going on. We have to unfortunately we we have to descend down the rabbit hole. I'm not I'm not saying that we don't have gear that'll help us climb up, but we have to do the spelunking down the rabbit hole here with all of this stuff because it's ridiculous. I can't I can't believe we're at this point. And then and then we got Luke Getzy like, hey, by the way. What me? Hey, guess, guess who's Shaggy sucks. Getzy over here? What me? <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> hey, Luke, what, what was the problem in Chicago? Wasn't what, me. Whatever it was, it wasn't me. <laughs> Talk to that quarterback there who threw everything late and couldn't read a defense. Oh, really? Tell us more. All right, we'll hire you. Thanks. Well, I just would like to go back to what we talked about with Danny and Speaks, where what if at the end of this, like, if, let me make this this argument. Wait, hold on. You let, want me to save it? Say, let's, right. let's come back and and let the, give this room. Okay, I got. <laughs> you got to go on vacation, Dan. <laughs> I'm not going on vacation. I just I can't. You got to go until it's just figured out. Oh, all right. So we'll talk about it more. There's something I want to I want to address and put in front of you as now the worst case scenario for the Bears. That's next. He's Bernstein. I'm Holmes. You're listening to the Bernstein at Home Show here on The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. What we're trying to figure out is if we're going to be faced with a situation that was Elway or Eli. No, and- no, 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 no. So I was told, I was told last night, Caleb does not want to be a villain. He, he doesn't want to be a villain. Well, we can never get a straight answer on this. That that still doesn't mean anything. Of course, he doesn't want to be a villain. Almost no one wants to be a villain. So there are some who do, but they think they're the hero, though they don't realize they're the villain. That's the true. The true villains believe they're the hero. That's right. So I, I can't. That's right, Batman. I can't debate. You think you're in charge here? I, I can't debate what he thinks he wants to be, but. At some point, if Ryan Paul's just like, look, I, whatever, we have the pick, we're taking you, and then if you play that out, Washington would have to, if they want a quarterback, they're going to take a quarterback. There's plenty to take. There's a good group of quarterbacks to take. So once they do that, then what? Then that's it. That's it. Like, what's the recourse? The only the only recourse is to then be a unhappy baby while you're here. Or not not report. Right. I mean, I guess theoretically you could... I have to check the rules on this. I, Ray, find me the date on when you have to withdraw from the NFL draft. Because Caleb doesn't have an agent as of yet. I don't even know if that matters anymore. Exactly. Because his father is the one that's kind of out here, you know, greasing the wheels. And talking with folks about things and stuff. So I just want to find okay. out, like, I, I can't remember what the rule is on withdrawing from the draft. So you're setting up, what, what did you tease us as the worst case scenario? Well, the worst case scenario is that you trade Justin and then have to trade the pick. Ideally, though, you're you're not trading Justin until... You you have done all of your due diligence on Caleb Williams. Because if at the end of this, and you know that I'm a Jaden Daniels fan. I'm, I'm a fan. But at, at the end of this, if the Bears end up with Drake May, you talk about really starting over. Like, completely starting over. It's one thing for people to be like, oh, okay, it's either Caleb Williams and him being the super exciting player that, that can do all this stuff, or it's Justin Fields and a whole bunch of picks, and you're building similarly to what San Francisco is. If at the end of this, it's Drake May, I think Bears fans are just going to be like, really? Your question, Lawrence, the withdrawal date, we've passed it already. Oh, then he's February, in. February 2nd. Then he has he's- no more recourse. Except not reporting. Correct. Just saying you can draft me, but I'm not going to play for you. I guess he could go play in Canada for a year. Or he could be part of the UFL. He's not going to do that. No. He's not going to do that. He could just sit on his money, though, because he made a lot of money. Yeah, but then you're you're still waiting to start that contract I, clock to get to the big money. Dan, I'm with you, but I'm we're we're in this rabbit hole now. We got to figure it out. 
So he can't go back to college. He's he's a declared pro. What type of leverage does he have? And will he use it against Ryan Poles so he can play for his hometown team? I don't mind him applying leverage, and I'm not painting him as a villain for doing so. No, I think that's got to be should he be that that should be under. It, it seems like, or at least the way that that Coward was hearing it, was that any application of agency or leverage from his side would be viewed as villainous, and I don't think so at all. I just I want to be very clear about that. I I'm not against him doing that. I think as as somebody who cares about the fortunes of the Bears, it would I, I think it would be too bad if he didn't want to play for the Bears and, and exercised ever, anything he could do to avoid being on the Bears. I just I don't think when push comes to shove, he's going to go to the mattresses and all of his people are going to align every last bit of leverage he has to avoid coming to the Bears. I just I, I that doesn't seem reasonable to me. It it does not, but that might be. I don't know if he's reasonable or not. We don't know. You might want what you want or don't want what you don't want. And you're just going to decide that you're going to do whatever it takes. The most likely scenario is that the Bears draft Caleb Williams and everything is fine. That we look back on this show and we have a hearty laugh. Ha 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 ha. Or we laugh like the seven up guy. Oh, crisp and clean and no caffeine. Yep. Jeffrey Holder is his Jeffrey, like, we'll laugh like him when this is all said and done. <laughs> it's just, I will say that it the, the thing that played out on Saturday was bizarre. It's like, oh, and then you have Caleb saying, oh, my dog got the job in D.C. with Cliff Kingsbury. And it's like, huh. Interesting. Well, can you believe that Seven Up actually advertised as a? It was a good thing that it didn't have caffeine. Yeah, I need it. I need that caffeine. Right now, it's just like everything's got to have caffeine, or it's not good. And back or, then, or it was, I'd, I'd rather just kind of drink water if it doesn't have the right. If you know what I mean, instead of just doing like the sugar. You know, I don't do soft drinks in that regard, right? But it's just that was like this. That was the selling point. The uncola. No caffeine. That's right, Texter. Never had it. Never, never will. will. <laughs> never will. Every now and again, you need a little a little kickstart, you know? And you look and you go, oh, well, do I really want to drink that? I actually had that moment last night where I was like, okay, do I? I'd made some shrimp tacos, a little rice, and I'm sitting there going, do I want to do like a Coke or... Or I could do a beer. And I chose the beer. It depends how spicy. How spicy the tacos are? Yeah. No, they weren't that spicy. Because generally, I would with, with really spicy food, I prefer a cold beer. I just had a, a, a can of Modelo, and I was like, Perfect. I really, I'm going to drink this instead. But then the choice was like, I'm going to have this or water instead of drinking the Coke because of the caffeine. It's like, I'm going to have this beer. And it was delicious. Email here from Spencer, who says, I listened to the entire discussion between the afternoon guys and Colin Coward, and I came away with the opinion that Colin has an emotional attachment to Caleb, and he, Coward, doesn't think Chicago's a good fit for him. 
this is by no means a condemnation of Coward's professionalism. In your industry, I imagine you develop relationships with people you cover closely. So it's only natural that he'd want Caleb to land in the best situation for him. And he's not entirely off base with some of the concerns about Chicago. It could very well be a lame duck coaching situation. And Chicago did do just and dirty. It's only natural that Caleb would have questions about these things. And it's on the Bears now to answer them satisfactorily. A hundred percent. I think that is a totally level-headed way of looking at this. And I, 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 I agree. I do think that there is some editorializing and some conduit reporting going on here. I I also think that it's important when looking at the factor of, well, Caleb grew up in D.C. It's not always great to go home. There's added pressure when you're the, the, the homecoming king that you don't have to worry about in other places like playing in Chicago. Now, there's clearly going to be pressure on him here for a lot of other reasons. Like right away to be good because you're in the window. Right, but there, but it's not the same as you're here to resurrect the franchise that you grew up rooting for, and you're here because you, you grew up down the street. There's a lot of pressure in that, and not everyone wants it, and it's understandable if they don't want that. Caleb to the Bears. That's Lawrence Holmes. I'm Dan Bernstein. We are on Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Usually Mike Florio joins us on Wednesdays when Layla Rahimi is here. But the Super Bowl week changes everything. Roger Goodell is going to be talking to select media today. I wonder if Florio got the invite. I wonder if he's among them. We'll talk to him about all this stuff next on The Score. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You're listening to Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man who's got a massive brain. Mike Florio. He used to be a lawyer, then he decided to take his talents to the internet. NBC Sports. I'm sorry I'm late. I was talking to Robert Kraft. Pro Football Talk. I wouldn't listen to some of those people out there, especially guys like Mike Florio. Mike Florio with Bernstein and Holmes on the score. Let's find out from Mike Florio if he received the golden ticket, an invite to actually dare ask a question of dear leader Roger Goodell at his annual press conference. Florio's with us on the Circus Sports Illinois hotline. All right, Mike, are you going to be there? Are you going to be allowed to, to question leadership, to tell truth to power? Well, since I'm standing here on the 60th floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel in Las Vegas, let's set it up as odds. What do you think the odds are that I got an invitation? And I'll just take it a step farther. The no would be minus 10,000. The yes would be plus a million. So there's your answer. There it is. (laughs) So I'm not going to ask about Jim Trotter then. So, yeah. so why do you think that the, that Roger Goodell did this, Mike? 
I think it's a combination of factors. Peter King made a great point when we talked on Friday by dropping it at 6 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. It goes right into the start of the opening night where it's going to be Travis Kelsey this and Taylor Swift that and Patrick Mahomes this and Jip and Brock Purdy that and and anything the commissioner says is going to be forgotten. When they used to do it on Friday, it would drive the news the day after, which is probably what they wanted. I think right now their attitude is there's so much bad news. Why do we even want any of this? Why do we want to have the commissioner creating news where he has to tiptoe through the minefield of how they used to hate gambling and now they love it? And they know the question I would ask because I posed it to Jeff Miller last week, who's in charge of NFL PR. I read back to him words from Roger Goodell in 2012, where he says, basically, if gambling becomes legalized, normal incidents of the game, like fumbles and bad calls and penalties, will fuel speculation, distrust, and allegations of game fixing. And I wanted to know, one, have they seen it? And two, what are they doing to counter it? Because I deal with it all the time. I get flooded with emails and remarks on social media from people who are convinced the games are fixed now. And it's all, I think, a byproduct of the thing the NFL feared, gambling. Mike, what do you make of all of the noise surrounding Caleb Williams? Well, it's all noise until the coaches involved in the process for any of the teams that might be interested have a full and fair opportunity to figure out who he is, what he's about, sit down, talk to him, get to know him. You're putting a lot into him as the first overall pick in the draft. And I think for anybody who would possibly trade up with the Bears to take Caleb Williams – that, as I've said before, adds extra, extra pressure to the player over and above just being the natural first overall pick. When someone else has made an additional investment to make you their quarterback, that becomes, I think, something you need to be sure the kid can handle. And there were some signs last year of immaturity, not meeting with the media after the loss to end the regular season. So I think it just still needs to be determined who he is, what he's made of, what, is, what it's all about for him. And, uh, you know, groups within various organizations are going to have to come to a conclusion as to what they want to do. And they've got time to do it, but the clock is ticking and the information gathering process really begins in earnest in just three weeks. We'll be in Indy in three weeks for the scouting combine. And we're reading everything into everything because we don't seem to have a choice right now. And now Lincoln Riley on Good Morning Football says that uh, a reunion for Caleb Williams with Cliff Kingsbury would be great. And he said they have a great relationship. And we have to wonder, well, now is Lincoln Riley putting it in the bloodstream, something that he thinks is going to help his guy get to? It's, it's, I'm having a difficult time trying to deal with this chasing all of these various threads because we got like six weeks or whatever it's going to be before something's got to give here. Well, and the one factor that someone told me about a couple of years ago when the NIL dynamic first exploded for college football, there will be a time when a player says, do not draft me. I will sit out the whole year. I can afford it. And that's a wrinkle that, You haven't seen in the past, in the rare occasions, when somebody decides to say, do not draft me. And when you've got Washington picking second and the Bears picking first, what if Caleb Williams says to the Bears, do not draft me? Do not draft me. I will not play for you. I will sit out the whole year and re-enter the draft. And if you want to find out, try me. What What, will the Bears do if that happens? But when would he do that? 
when would he say, what would be the, this, this sounds so bizarre to even think of it, but what would be the optimal the, or, or ethical business practice? Because if this is going to happen more in the age of NIL, and we're, there, there's going to have to be a time where you inform with the teams that you w- wouldn't play for that you're not playing for them. Well, it's funny that you mentioned the word ethics because I think the whole thing is unethical to tell a kid where he's going to spend the first four years of his NFL career. Agreed. So you fight, you fight unethic with unethic, and I think all's fair. You know, 12 years ago, when Andrew Luck was the surefire number one overall pick in the draft to the Colts, they wanted to do their due diligence on RG3, and RG3 didn't cooperate. He didn't want to go there. That's one way that you can make it happen. If you're Caleb Williams, hey, we'd like to bring you to Chicago for – you know, a meal and get to know you and let you see the facility. No, thanks. I'm good. You know, that's kind of a sign. And, and that's why with quarterbacks particularly, you know, I say all the time, it doesn't matter if a quarterback, a veteran quarterback doesn't have a no trade clause. He doesn't need a no trade clause because no one's going to trade for a guy that says, I really don't want to play for your sorry ass team. So why would Caleb Williams get drafted by a team that it becomes clear to the team in the process of pre-draft? He just doesn't want to be here. So I think that to the extent that he starts sending out signals sooner rather than later, that's when the Bears would have to realize, you know what, this kid just doesn't want to be here. So let's focus on the ones that want to be here instead. And that's a very subtle, low-key way to do it. I don't think it ever got out that RG3 had no interest in playing for the Colts. Now, look, both guys ended up having disappointing careers, one by choice, but it was closer than people remember between Luck and RG3. And RG3 was the offensive rookie of the year in 2012. Not luck, but RG3 played it right. It never was out there. He didn't want to play for the Colts. It was just kind of a, a subtle, unspoken thing because, you know, it would have embarrassed the Colts. So the Colts just kind of quietly pivot to Andrew Luck. He's the guy all along. Nobody ever says boo. We don't look bad. And RG3 doesn't look bad either. It can happen like that. I mean, that may be the way it plays out. All of a sudden, we start hearing reports that the Bears are smitten with Drake May or Jaden Daniels, that they've discovered this is the guy. And it just kind of softly becomes the Bears passing if they already know that Caleb Williams isn't interested. Or the the connection between Shane Waldron and Justin Fields is electric and they're going to ride with that. Like there's, it's very interesting. Like all of this stuff, Mike, like how it could play out and what, why it's a interesting tale of, of what power the players do have if they don't want to be saddled to a franchise at the beginning of their career. And even if you do have more power now than ever before, you have to remember the PR side of it because the fans still haven't fully embraced this idea that kids have the right, they have every right to stand up and say, I don't want to do this. And it will stick to you if you have to be the one to do it. So I think the play is, and it's just fun to talk this out. I hadn't really thought about it in these terms. If Caleb Williams is going to try to finagle a path to the commanders, it needs to be subtle. It needs to be nuanced. And the first sign of it really would be, unnamed reports suggesting that the Bears have fallen in love with someone other than Caleb Williams. Why does it have to be subtle? Because, and I know that the stuff that's been leaked through Colin Coward has to do with their perception that he's a villain. And yet I agree with you. As much as I would like the Bears to have their shot at him, I'm with him, and, and I don't. I think he's got power and agency and, and standing. So why did it have to be subtle? Why can't he? Why, why can't he just say, "I I do not want he's to." Car- he's carrying the banner for everyone that comes behind yeah. him. That hey, hey, why, why, why can't he just use a hammer? I'd love to see somebody do it. I've been advocating that for years. I've been 
I've been advocating for any and all players to push back against everything about this process that we're brainwashed into believing is an honor and a privilege. Being involuntarily told where you're going to spend the start of your career, being ripped away from your family, being forced to go live in a city where you don't want to live, work for people you don't want to work for, be part of an organization that you're convinced is hopelessly dysfunctional. How is that an honor and a privilege for anyone? And it needs to be a first one, and then it needs to happen more often. We've seen it. It's like, it's like Haley's Comet. It's like every 20 years, like clockwork. It's John Elway, and then it's Eli Manning. And now we're due for another one. But somebody needs to be the first, and then there needs to be a second one right away. It, it almost needs to be like the dynamic that played out within the past 10 years where guys started skipping bowl games. At first, the sky was falling, but more and more of them did it, and it just kind of overpowered the pushback. And everybody's like, well, okay, we understand why, why guys won't play in bowl games that are meaningless. And when Jalen Smith wrecked his knee and, and harmed his NFL prospects, that helped people better understand it. But you almost need to have – a critical mass of players who do it before the fans and the media will say, I understand why they do it. Maybe we should respect the power that these kids have. Mike, thanks for your time. Go do your show. We appreciate you. All right. Thank you. That's Mike Florio joining us a different day, different time because of Super Bowl stuff. Before you go to break, I just would like for you to read that Lincoln Riley quote for people in full. Just because, like, this is exactly what, like, if, if you want to j- jump down the rabbit hole, this is the type of thing that Mike is talking about, where it's, oh, well, first you hear it here, and then you hear it here, and then Cliff Kingsbury gets the job in Washington, and then Lincoln Riley says about him getting the job in Washington. This is a quote from Peter Schrager, who is senior national writer, FoxSports.com, and Good Morning Football. USC head coach Lincoln Riley on Caleb Williams, Cliff Kingsbury. Quote, they have a great relationship. It was awesome for Caleb to have Cliff. In a perfect world, would I love a reunion for them? That would be great. But we all know a lot would transpire between now and the draft. So it's like all of these things that if you wanted to connect dots, you could. That's why I'm kind of with you, where if, you can do a lot, I think, in a lot of good if if part of your cause, if, if your cause isn't selfish, and I don't mean that in a pejorative way, like because he's totally allowed for his cause to be selfish where I only care about me. It's the rest of your life, man. This is, yeah, this is your professional life. But But if he also is like, I care about me, and I also care about athletes after me that are going to be in the same position, you can say it loudly and proudly if that's what you want. There's a way to do it. And... You can hire people to help you craft the message. Well, doesn't it seem like the message is being crafted without having to hire people? Well, maybe, or or with people they've hired. Who knows? It's very possible. Just stuff to keep in mind. Anthony Heron has football thoughts. He's going to join us in studio when we return on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.